Hello and welcome to the 117th episode of Crosby's Nine, where we look at English from all angles, listening, grammar, spelling, expressions, phrasal verbs, speaking. How can you improve your speaking with a podcast by imitating me? Sure, if you imitate me, your speaking will improve as well. Question for you. Do you have any ink? Please repeat. Do you have any ink? Do you understand every single word in that question? Do you have any ink? What does ink rhyme with? Pink. But before we go there, how do you spell ink? I-N-K. I-N-K. How do you spell that? Uh, I-N-K. What? Can you repeat? I-N-K. Listeners, how are your letters? The I, the E, the O, the Y, the K, the G, and the J. Are they all clear? What about the Z? How do they say Z in the UK? Z. Question, what does ink rhyme with? Rhyme. By the way, how do you spell rhyme? Speaking of letters, how do you spell rhyme? R-H-Y-M-E. Please repeat. R-H-Y-M-E. The word rhyme rhymes with time. Repeat that, please. The word rhyme rhymes with time. How do you spell time? This is a trick question. It is a trick question. How do you spell the word time? There are two ways. T-I-M-E, of course, and T-H-Y-M-E, time. Yeah, T-H-Y-M-E. Time is an herb. Please repeat that. Time is an herb. Time is an herb. Yes, it's a plant. It's a dried herb plant, and it's used to add flavor to food. I like to use time on meat or vegetables or fish. I particularly like to put time on lamb. Please repeat again. I particularly like to use time on lamb. How do you spell lamb? L-A-M-B. Okay, so we're talking about ink. It rhymes with pink. We mentioned the word rhyme, which rhymes with time, but I want to go back to pink before we talk about ink. Do you remember the Pink Panther? Ba-dum, 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 Okay, I'm talking about the Pink Panther, one of my favorite cartoons growing up. Remember the Pink Panther and the police detective? What was the police detective's name? Inspector Jacques Clouseau. And that song, by the way, the music was composed by Henry Mancini, who, by the way, also composed the song Moon River, which appeared in the film Breakfast at Tiffany's, starring Audrey Hepburn. One quick little announcement. Remember what I always tell you, listeners. All you need are two things to learn English, concentration and willpower. Concentration, because if you concentrate, you won't make those silly mistakes that a lot of people do. They forget to pronounce the S in the third person singular. Why do people forget to do that? It's so simple. Please don't forget to do that, and that requires concentration. The other thing you need to learn English very well is willpower. If you are determined that you will improve your English, if you are confident you will improve your English. It's okay to make mistakes. Don't care about what others think. You need to make mistakes, as a matter of fact, to improve. So, 
concentration and willpower. Those are really the only two things you need to improve your English. Speaking of willpower, by the way, there is a great song I remember from when I was a kid back in 1968 called Lady Willpower by a group called Gary Puckett and the Union Gap. Recently, Morrissey, remember Morrissey, the former lead singer of the Smiths, came out with an LP called California Sun, and he covered the song Lady Willpower. Very cool. So, back to the word ink. Ink also rhymes with stink, the verb to stink. Whoa, it stinks in here. If something stinks, it's smelly. It smells horrible. It stinks. What smells so bad? It stinks in here. But what I like is the expression to make a big stink over something. Repeat, to make a big stink over something. Yeah, if there's one expression you would like to learn from this podcast, make it this one. To make a big stink over something or to make a big stink about something means to be very vocal about your displeasure about something. To be very loud when you don't agree with something. When you make a scene, think about, for example, returning something that you bought at the store. You want to return an item that you purchased, but you don't have the receipt. And they won't accept the return without the receipt. And you get angry and you start making a big stink about this. Well, I don't understand why you won't accept this product. I don't have the receipt, but I bought it three days ago. Come on, what's the problem here? I am making a big stink about something. Okay, so back to the word ink again. What do you think of when you think of the word ink? I know what I think of. I think of my printer. I am always replacing the ink cartridge on my printer. You know, that liquid that is required in order to print, it's called ink. Hey, real quick, you guys, let's practice the conditionals, okay? The zero conditional, please repeat. If I run out of ink, I replace the cartridge, right? Remember, the zero conditional is a general statement. It's like a general truth. So again, the zero conditional. If I run out of ink, I replace the cartridge. First conditional. If I run out of ink, I'll replace the cartridge. When it happens, right? If I run out of ink, I'll replace the cartridge. Second conditional. If I ran out of ink, I'd replace the cartridge. If it happened. Again, if I ran out of ink, I would or I'd replace the cartridge. Next question, the third conditional. What is it? If I had run out of ink, I would have replaced the cartridge. Please repeat. If I had run out of ink, I didn't. But if I had run out of ink, I would have replaced the cartridge. So back to this word ink. What do you think of when you think of ink? Well, I was in Chicago a few weeks ago. And I saw my father's neighbor. His name is Peter, and he's a good friend of mine. And we started talking about ink, but he was referring to tattoos. Do tattoos come to mind when you think of the word ink? By the way, how do you spell tattoo? T-A-T-T-O-O. T-A-T-T-O-O. By the way, wasn't that really the last great Rolling Stones LP, Tattoo You, from 1981? It's going to be interesting to see what happens with the Rolling Stones now that Charlie Watts, the drummer, is no longer with us. That's quite sad, but as many of you probably know, the Rolling Stones are beginning a tour right now in the United States, 
and it's going to be Steve Jordan, who is replacing Charlie Watts. Now, I'm a drummer, and I use drumsticks endorsed by Steve Jordan. These are my favorite drumsticks. Please repeat, I use drumsticks endorsed by Steve Jordan. By the way, what is the difference between the verb to endorse and the verb to sponsor? You may be familiar with these two verbs. They're both very similar. To endorse is when an athlete or a celebrity or a musician in this case says that they like a product in commercials. They support the product by publicly talking about it. Hi, I'm Steve Jordan and I use Vic Firth drumsticks. He is endorsing the brand. That's to endorse. Now to sponsor is when an athlete or a celebrity or a musician uses the products very visibly in a competition or a game or on stage. To give you an idea, we would say that Steve Jordan endorses Vic Firth drumsticks. The brand is Vic Firth. So he endorses the drumsticks. And Vic Firth drumsticks sponsors Steve Jordan. There is a lot of information on this podcast, and I would ask you to please go back and listen to this. I have an inkling that we have reached the nine-minute mark. Please repeat, I have an inkling that we have reached the nine-minute mark. What in the world is inkling? Well, I'm going to give you some homework. Please look up this word, inkling, I-N-K-L-I-N-G. I'll spell it again to practice our letters, I-N-K. L-I-N-G. That's your homework. Look up the word inkling and we'll talk about it in the next podcast. Thanks for listening to the 117th episode of Crosby's Nine. I'll see you soon. Bye-bye.